Welcome back, Rich Check Podcast, episode 11. Uh, the gang is back together again. How are you guys doing? Feeling great, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm okay. I got to catch a flight soon, so. Oh, Ooh. where are you going? I'm oh, trying man. to nap somewhere warm. Respect. <laughs> Take the page out I, of I, need, I, need, I need to get somewhere warm, too. Um, <laughs> I feel like I haven't had a vacation in forever. Um, well, it's good to be with you guys again. Um, we've had a couple of jam-packed weeks, and hopefully this is another one. Um, let's start with a wrist check before we get started. Anyone, you guys want to kick us off? Yeah, man. Let's start this again, Rashawn. I could definitely uh, start this one off. Um, this piece is very, very special. Um, Holds very dear to my heart because it was a gift from. I just, <laughs> I just noticed what he. Oh, wow. Is this, that what you're doing? Today? Yes, that's listen. You know, this was man. not planned. <laughs> um, this piece is very dear to me. It's the the Cassiope. Um, this is one of three that I own. Um, but the third one is definitely very special. It was a gift from Perry. Um, you know. The biggest, the biggest takeaway for me, because, you know, we have known each other for quite some time. We've known each other for quite some time. Um, we do share the love of watches, but to have the opportunity to be able to gift each other watches to show how much we, you know, we can appreciate each other. For sure. With um, offering these kind of gifts is, is, is a blessing. So I definitely appreciate uh, both of you guys. And I definitely had to make this a tribute. Uh, wrist check. Oh man, uh, I'm glad I, I, that that you appreciate it. Uh, I thought you would love that 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 one when I when I saw it. I was like, that screams Rashawn to me. So I was like, <laughs> for sure, yeah, one hundred percent. I love it. You getting two tributes this episode? Oh no, I too am wearing a watch. <laughs> they gonna think I'm a trick me. out here. Just <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Christmas just passed. We ain't really doing anything together, you know. It yeah, could be that. But you got me the snow camo G-Shock that you I met, mentioned yeah, a couple mentioned episodes You mentioned it on ago. an episode. And, um, Very thoughtful. I was talking to Rashawn. I was like, make sure he doesn't buy that watch. I'm going to get it for him. And um, it's dope. It's actually, it's it's cooler than I thought it was. Yeah, it's, it's really nice in person. It is mm-hmm. online. And um, we did like a wrist roll recently with you with that. And I noticed that like the camo kind of fades out and fades in. Yeah. Which is interesting. It's darker and lighter in some spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it kind of has like an effect. I don't know if it's if it does it in person. Almost like gradient. Camera? Yeah, I think it does it more on the dial than it does on the strap. But, but I see it kind of disappears mean. as you roll it and then reappears. Depends on the angles. And yeah. like right now, I don't see any like gray or darker spots on the bezel. But <laughs> obviously like this, I yeah, can see really it all. Cool. That's really dope. Um, people are probably asking why am I why am I gifting out watches? Uh, these are my dudes. I appreciate them. We do the show together. They also made uh, something special happen for me recently that I'm not going to share today. Uh-oh. Oh, come on. Uh, come but on. Maybe, maybe we can turn it into into a thing for social media. So they helped me acquire a, a watch recently that I was after, uh, not the one I'm wearing, and. Um, they they made they made this happen. I was not expecting it, and uh, yeah, and so and so I got a new watch. No surprise. And um, but you know maybe you guys out there in TV land can can guess uh, who can guess what watch I got. <laughs> um, there's a number of watches I said I was after on the show. Um, maybe we do a contest, and whoever gets it right gets something. We can figure that out. They too get a G Shock. <laughs> Perry's buying. G Shock on me to, to the person who guessed uh, what 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 we got. Um, <laughs> we can make that happen. I think that's cool. That's yeah. A little contest. I like that. Yeah. Um, what I'm wearing today is I, I this is a another new watch. Uh, this one's vintage. It is a vintage Gerard Pergo. Uh, this one's from the 1960s. Uh, it's a gyromatic. Um, which is technically a high beat. Yeah. Um, the movement is sick. It's a 34 millimeter. It's on the smaller side. It's got a blue dial. Um, I love this piece. Uh, it's super classy. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I've wanted like a solid blue dial watch for some time. This one came on a blue leather strap. 
This was a birthday gift uh, from my wife. Shout out Perry's wife. Yet again. <laughs> um, she loves me very much and, and made this happen. Uh, and I am very appreciative. Uh, but having a lot of fun with this piece. It's, uh, it's great. And the movement is really impressive. Like just to watch the second hand glide um, when this watch is a few decades old is kind of crazy. It looks and feels brand new. Yeah, I like the strap it's on. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you would like that. It's fun. I actually, when I saw this, I, I thought of you. And I was like, Ben would approve. Yeah. Um, having a lot of fun with that. So, moving along. Uh, one of the topics that came up recently uh, when we were talking off camera uh, was homage watches. Shout out to Homage me. brands. Shout out to Ramil because he definitely had asked for us to um, to kind of cover this. Wait, this um, was a Ramil request? This was a Ramil request. Ramil, I think you're going to get Rashawn in trouble this episode. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, I have to give a big shout out to him because he is a he is a a big watch collector. Um, loves Doxa. Loves yeah. Doxa. And I think, you know, one of the brands that we're going to cover kind of. Um, he loved Doxa, too. <laughs> yeah. It, it, for better or worse. For better or for worse. But, um, you know, it was a piece that he that he wanted us to kind of cover and see what we felt about it. Sure. Um, and we'll kind of get into it when we get there. Um, so I know in searching uh, for some of these brands to talk about, there are some that are more popular than others. One of them that happens to be hot right now and has been hot for a little while is called the uh, Watch Experimental Unit, otherwise known as WMT. Uh, this is a Hong Kong-based boutique brand that specializes in reproducing pieces that pay tribute to iconic vintage references, uh, most known for their four-digit uh, Rolex sub-references. Um, this is a brand that you were a big fan of. And I'm not going to lie, mm -hmm. uh, when I first came across WMT some time ago, um, it might have been two years ago, they had me hooked. Like, I was super interested in what they were doing. Um, this was also at a time where I wasn't as knowledgeable about some of the more vintage Rolex pieces as I am now. Um, I'm not going to say that mattered too much, but it matters a little bit to me. Um, what caught your eye about this brand, Rashawn? Um, I think just their appreciation for, for watchmaking, um, small little callbacks, just like this military inspired piece that we have up here. Um, you know, it kind of goes back to like Italian design with the California dial referring to, um, you know, the, um, Unimatic. The Unimatic, or because Italian design, so like yeah. the Unimatic, the uh, Panerais of the world, so on and so forth. Even like that little triangular um, insignia there. The broad arrow. The mm -hmm. broad arrow, kind of like a callback to um, the like British military, Navy, yeah. the the military. Um, even though this piece is brand new, it's kind of got that age and patina. Um, so it's really a callback, although it does have so many um, references to so many other watches, it still takes on its own character. So with WMT, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a fan of what they do with more of like the military stuff. Yes. Like this one to me kind of channels like the Dirty Dozens yeah. a little bit, which I think is cool and I don't have a problem with. Yes. Um, but it, things do get a little funny when you go into the Rolex references. Because <laughs> there's yes. a lot happening there. Yeah, yes. it's a little crazy. Yes. It's a little crazy. So yes. it, this, it, is, this is where my beef starts. Yeah, you got a serious yeah. beef with them. So first, I'll start. Let me start with what I like. Right. Uh, from I've seen I've seen one of them in person. It was a take on like a an early sub reference. Um, their casework is actually pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. They feel good in terms of the quality of the of the watches that they're producing. They are not up to snuff with Rolex current day, but put up against the watches that they're referencing of the past. They're better. The caveat there is they are taking advantage of all the technology that we have today. Yes. So they should be better. Yes. 
Um, but they do a really good job in terms of reproducing these cases, the way they faux patina the dials. Uh, they actually also still do Bakelite inserts, which I think is illegal. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> At least in the States it is. But they're based in Hong Kong, so maybe they can get away yeah, with they that. Get away with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in terms of like actual reproductions, there is there they're they're not bad. Um you have a beef with them. I have somewhat of a beef with them. I'll let I'll let you you get into that. What is what is your beef? Knock off Rolex. That's the obvious. That's it where is, I was gonna go. They're just, in my opinion, you're just wearing a fake watch if you're yeah. one of these. It's like, especially the ones that reference Rolexes. Mm -hmm. The one that we looked at before, that uh, the mil spec dial that Rashawn's talking about. Sure. This has a lot going on because they essentially mixed four different watches and made it into one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fine. You, you did. You did. You did your own thing. Yeah. Nothing looks like one thing exactly. But everything else is literally just fake Rolexes. Well, if you di if you didn't know what they were referencing with this particular model, this military spec model, um, and you just saw this on uh, on someone's wrist, not knowing anything about WMT, you might look at that and be like, "Yo, that's a cool watch." Yeah, yeah. you I, you might uh, honestly you would think it's a vintage watch. You would probably look at think how it's, it's a vintage watch. Like it's patinaed like a it makes it look like it's patinaed like a, a vintage watch. It's got the T. It has a tritium seal. Yeah, and so it I'm has thinking a that's like referencing it to more. No, maybe? that's referencing tritium. Oh, is that what that mm -hmm. is? Yeah, before okay. before the uh, the brands were made to put T minus twenty five on the dials. Got they had you. that T with the circle. circle. Or some of them, just like Rolex used to just do a T. You think they're using real tritium? No way, you can't. It's radioactive. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah. Nah, man. <laughs> they're asking for bad news with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're asking for bad news with that. I hope it's not real tritium. <laughs> yeah, they made a film about that. What was the name of the film? Uh, the Radium Girls. The Radium Girls. I told you about that, yeah. So there's this famous story with Rolex yeah. that they don't like to talk about. Okay. There was they had a fact in their factory. Yeah. There was a couple women who hand painted the dials for all these Rolexes. Now, when you're painting the dial, you have to use tritium to make it glow. Sure. Tritium is radioactive. No one knew that. Mm -hmm. So you know they have these very fine tip uh, brushes. Sure. So hi, when you're painting, if you are a painter, you probably know if you have a fine tip brush, you probably have the bad habit of licking the tip of it to keep it fine. Yeah. So these women for oh no months are licking the tips of these brushes this that have tritium. It's I a film. Yeah, it's based on a real story. Yeah, wow. They're licking the tips of these brushes that have tritium. Okay. And after a while, when they would leave the factory at night, they would glow. You would literally see their jaws glowing. Whoa! Yeah, you see their jaws glowing, which yeah. <laughs> then led to cancer. Of course. Oh yeah. So it was tea, real bad. Kinds of so what you're saying stuff. to me is I should stop wearing my Speedy with the tritium dial. No, you'll be fine. Okay. There's not enough tritium anymore. <laughs> so that's when the Maybe brands... Maybe you turn to a superhero. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's when that's when the brand started marking T minus 25. Gotcha. So you would know that there's less of a tritium content on this dial to where it's not radioactive. Gotcha. What was even more radioactive than tritium was radium. Yeah, that was a whole different story. Like I know vintage watch collectors who like now don't care because to be honest, the radium is probably all gone. It's patina. It's been technically sun damaged, but for a while, like I knew people. I tried to sell somebody a, a GMT that had a radium dial, mm. and he was like so hesitant to buy it. Eventually, he did, but at first, he was like. Like, I can't wear that. It has radium. And I'm yeah. like, the watch is 60 years old. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Radio inactive. Yeah, exactly. But then getting into these, like, Rolex references, like, they're putting, like, Omani and Kanjar symbols on the dials. Like, yeah, no, it's you're, crazy. You're, you're, it's like, <laughs> they're, like, ruining extra special things that make those Rolexes extra special. So, who special. is the guy that's buying this? I have no idea. They're out there. They're definitely they're, out they're, there. Definitely when you go there. to their website, I don't know why though. They, when you go to the when you go to their website, uh, WMT's website, um, I would say just by glossing it over a couple of, for a couple of minutes, uh, more than fifty percent of their assortment is sold out. Yeah, they yes. haven't marked it sold out. Yes, uh, they move units. Yes, so people are buying these. I'm just curious who those guys are. I mean, we've got this this uh, repro Pepsi. It's not even a GMT. Oh, it's, it's just not got a, a GMT. Yeah. yeah, it's got a GMT insert 
But no there's GMT no GMT hand. hand. <laughs> so you can't even use this. Uh, I mean, you could use it. You just can't use it how Rolex intended you to. No. I mean, you'd have to just use this as a dive watch. Yeah, or, or just do math to do find math. a second time zone. Sure. That's yeah. the, Which defeats the purpose. That defeats the purpose. Then we've got, we've got a root beer repro. Yeah. Uh, also, no this GMT me, hand. This to me is the craziest one because it probably looks the best. It, that's what I'm saying like, though, about that stuff crazy. too. And I get that. I know that there's... So, I don't know the guy that's buying this, but what I imagine is there's a guy or girl, woman, uh, who is looking at this and saying, I can't get the real one, but I really like the design. And perhaps they're not getting it to pass it off as a Rolex because... You see that when you see it. Yes. But maybe they're really in love with this reference and they're just like kind of want the experience. But that that's my I, thing I, too, I like, though. I mean, I, I I think that's pretty fair to, to the defense of anybody that is purchasing this because at the end of the day, um, you know, we and we had a really good friend of ours on the um on the show previously, and he was talking about how hard it was for him to acquire um so many of these watches, and he has quite a few Rolexes. Sure. Um, so you know, you gotta think about, you know, the average collector or the or the guy that has no relationship or looking to kind of get into it. Maybe this is their entry into appreciating Rolex and understanding why they want it and so on and so forth and 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 taking it from there. My thing is though that to Perry's point like maybe someone who really enjoys these vintage references is looking for a way in so they buy something like this. But my whole thing is that it's not going to give you the same emotional value as getting You're going to be let down deal. as soon as you get this thing. If you, if That's you really what I'm saying. Like, if you really want, like, we just had that root beer pulled up and now it's like an Explorer pulled up. Yeah. If you really want a 1016 or a vintage root beer, nothing you put on that looks like it is going to feel like that because you know it's not what you want. It's just something that looks like what you want. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like being a kid and like new Jordans came out and your parents got you something in the colorway. They don't say Air Jordan on it though. <laughs> you feel you feel weird. Thing. Yeah, this is Air Gordons. Shacks. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's another brand that we we came across that does something similar. Um, that's interesting. Uh, this is a Thailand-based brand. Uh, interestingly enough, all of their pieces are also limited edition. So. Not only do you have them uh, doing reproductions of, of popular watch models, but they're doing it in limited quantities so you can collect it. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> interesting. This company's name is Marinez. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah, I don't think it matters. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they, do, they only do two models, which I, I, this is the part that I find incredibly interesting. They do a their own version, uh, and, and it's a complete knockoff. Yes, of a Doxa Sub Three Hundred, and then they do a uh, a Panerai, their version of a Panerai with the cushion case. Yeah, the I think this is their version of the Radio Mirror. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, now I, I've been doing some research, and I came across. One article of of a popular watch blog, if you will. Um, I won't mention their name, but you can Google and, and figure it out on your own. And they actually reviewed these and spoke to the quality of the pieces that, that they had, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was odd. But... Uh, I think it's funny that they only do these two watches. Yeah, it's it's two strange <laughs> brands to pick to knock off. It's but. so specific. It's very specific. I mean, but that I mean, but that's homage, man. That's them wanting to to kind of put. Now, when did so? This is this is the thing. When did Doxa come back to? Because uh, Doxa Doxa was defunct for a while. Yeah. In the seventies, out, out of the U.S. for a while. Out of the yeah. U.S. for the exclusively yeah. out of the U.S. Yeah, exclusively out of the U.S. Okay. In like the seventy six, like, I think. Yeah, like when, when Cousteau closed the so shop. So they were still operating well overseas. Yeah. Yes. Just okay. not in the just not in the states. Got you. So if you wanted one, you had to source it online with another dealer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but here was Marinez. Yeah. For, I mean, 
selling internationally. Doxa, Doxa had resurfaced in 2020 mm. um, through another jeweler and um, kind of brought back that heritage. So, of course, like Marinette kind of seeing that there's a void in there. Maybe that was their strategic plan. Perhaps. But so- why Doxa? So the, is like, no, but you never know. Brands, I mean, it could why, it could why? it could be a callback to Cousteau. So like, I'm not gonna lie to you. This doesn't look bad. It looks good. That Pandora you pulled up. <laughs> you know, you know with, the little, with the U-boat. You know what that looks like? Oh, some of them have like a U-boat at the bottom. Y- y'all ever seen those like cakes that are shaped like objects? Sure. Yeah. This does. looks <laughs> like a cake watch. Like this looks like plastered like sugar. So what's like, funny is that doesn't look like metal at I all. I was reading this article and then I was looking at the Marinette's website and I was I was kind of shocked that they even got to that point because if you visit the website, it 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 looks like the kind of site that you put money into it and nothing comes back to you. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> right? It does look a little like sketchy. It, it looks sketchy as hell. It's like, oh, if I send you my money, I might never hear from them again. <laughs> these watches are not cheap. Like they're charging anywhere from like five to seven hundred dollars for these pieces. Yes. So they're charging good money. For essentially knockoff pieces. Now they're not. I can't quite call them knockoffs because they're not selling them as Doxas or or as Panerais. They're putting their own brand on them. Um, but I thought that was interesting. And um, there was another story I wanted to share. I had done some research on WMT too, and I came across uh, a blog post from I think this past August. Uh, with a gentleman who collects watches that purchased one of these from them. Mm-hmm. He loved the watch. Yeah. Um, he loved the watch, but in using the watch, he realized that the Cyclops, he had like a sub-reference. The Cyclops was off a little bit. It was weird. Like it, was all, like it wasn't centered? To, it on wasn't the date. centered to the date. Uh, and then there were like scratches on it. So he says, you know, Saying he's, he admits kind of anal about it. He's like, whatever, pay $500. Uh, I'm going to email them and let them know. Sends them an email. Uh, goes back and forth a couple of times. They say, hey, here's a return label. Send it back to us. We'll get everything straight now. Okay. 18 days later, because it went back to Hong Kong. So 18 days, fine. Mm-hmm, yeah. Whatever. Sounds about right. Gets a box back from them. Can't wait. Opens up the watch. Is looking at the watch. And you can look this up. He describes this. He's looking at the watch and he's like, where's the crystal? No. And describes a situation where he's almost like, maybe it's so good that you can't see it. And touches the watch. And it's just and it's like no, that's just all dial. So then he goes in the box and he's searching through the box and finds another, like something that's wrapped up. Opens it up. There's the crystal wrapped up separately from the watch. Yeah, what are you supposed to do with that? <laughs> Punch it in place. So he, he pulls it out and he holds up the crystal and he sees that it's cracked. What? <laughs> So he sends him another email and apparently they go back and forth for several days, but he he keeps getting like some automated like email written in like Mandarin or Cantonese or something. And um, and just just like, you know what? Forget this. Not meant to be. I got what I deserve. So regardless how you you feel about WMT, (laughs) apparently they have bad customer service. I don't know if I send you a watch to to fix the crystal and you send me back the same watch minus the crystal with a new crystal. (laughs) That's broken. (laughs) What do you want? Send me the crystal. Yeah. Weird. It's very weird. So I think if there's anything to be taken away from this, be careful with these homage brands if you do decide to pull the trigger. <laughs> uh, as as interested as I am in WMT, because I think I think they they do some cool stuff. Me personally, I'm not I'm not willing. Yeah, to Yeah, it's a no from me. On it's a no just about every on. homage brand. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about it? Because I know you were seriously considering one at one time. Um. I think I will choose very wisely. Okay, so we're gonna, that's, that's a no. <laughs> that think, would not be on my radar. Um, this is <laughs> next, a nice next episode on segue into uh, 
When we talk about homage, I think this is a good segue into custom and customization. Yes. Um, so I'm in a weird place with it because though I'm like, I'm not into the whole homage thing, for some reason, um, Casio G-Shock mods really do it for me. Yes. I like them in the AP case. <laughs> yes. Dirty secret. I'm sorry. This, this is like this little guilty pleasure of mine. I would rock one of these. Yeah. But not trying to pass it off as an AP. I'd be happy to tell people this is a modified G-Shock. Yes. Um, I think the Casio is amazing. I own one. Uh, you're wearing one. I have three of them. You have three of them yeah. now. Um, how do you feel about this? I think it's great. I think it's great. And I'm gonna tell you why. Tell it's me. because it's satire. It is. <laughs> so it's, it's fun. It's, it's and also it's a G Shock. Like, what are you yeah. supposed to do with it? That's yes. what you do. Yes. So what's cool about it is that it is it is the personification of high love. For me. Yeah. In terms of what we talk about with juxtaposition, I don't think it gets any better than this. Yes. You know it's not an AP when you see it. It's clearly a G-Shock, right? But the case is fire. And the the, the it's this model is literally nicknamed the Cassioke because it reminds people of it. Yeah. Uh, they were calling it that before the, before the mods were even a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that's definitely what inspired it. And the coolest part, because you, you pulled up like the offshore, which is so funny because I think when that, um, when the metal, when the metal bracelet and bezel kind of like surfaced and me as a, like a watch guy, I was like, man, they need to do an offshore. Yeah. And then it came and I was like, oh, this is dope. Fire. Yeah. It's, no, it's awesome. I love it. And then they got colors, man. They got colors. They it's it's creative. Um it's refreshing. It's is is really, really refreshing. I, yeah. And it's good, it's good to see. It's yeah, good to see people enjoying like this. AP and G Shock need to collab on something. Oh, that would be amazing. Like, why not? Yeah. I'm not sure about that, but <laughs> what, what I will say is, is that what kind of makes this all feel good too with this whole Cassie Yoke modification thing that we're seeing. Sure. Is that like true, legitimate, respected watch collectors have all- They're, they're, they're championing this. They're like, yes. APs they're like, yes, this is, this is fun. It's this dope. is great. And also after seeing this, we all know G-Shock already makes some of their models in steel case and steel bracelet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If they were to make this reference in steel themselves, what else would it look like? It would look like this. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I would love to see uh, a Cassioke in precious metal. And I think we spoke about this too before. Well, yeah, they make. Well, I don't know. It's not gold, but like they make like a like bronze. And actually, I think they did come out with a gold one. A gold. Uh, you, you you guys might see one. A gold I might be tempted to modify mine. <laughs> Listen, I'm making I, I, eighteen karat gold here. I'm not gonna do all that. <laughs> that's, that's a heavy investment. But we might we might figure out something. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about it myself. Having the me. offshore for me. I would yeah. Do. Heck yeah. Offshore. I'll put my, offshore my sure. clear one on an offshore and just get like a clear rubber strap. And so this didn't start with all this, right? Like, I think when we talk about like mods and stuff like that, like we take it back to like Bamford. Yep. Right. Yeah. And the. Uh, the stuff they're doing with Rolex was interesting. The the Popeyes. Um, I think that's George Bamford's personal watch. Yachtmaster. Like. Fire! They did a number of these actually. They did a bunch. They were yeah. customizing everything. Yeah. They and they just can't touch Rolex anymore. Mm. Yeah. But like this reference is is kind of fire, and the fact that they actually made Popeye hands and threw it in there is like, I'm not mad at this, especially for you know I think at the time when this was done, Rolexes weren't impossible to get. Right. You could still go into yeah, you could walk in and get one. You could walk in and get one. And so the idea of customizing your watch was probably different back then because they were also more readily available. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, though it was precious and was treated like a trophy, it wasn't treated like the way that it is now. Can, yes. you, can you zoom in on the dial? I think there's a collab like towards yeah. oh, 8 o'clock. That's a Dr. X collab. Yeah. I remember Dr. X. Which is crazy because Dr. X. Jackets. Dr. X has a collab with Gerard Paragon now. Yes, really? it does. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Again, you're seeing how some of these things start. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, so they don't they don't do they don't modify uh, Rolexes anymore. 
Um, they're most known for their Mayfair watch mm-hmm. that they do today. You know, you know what I want to ask because I know I know Ben might know this. Mm-hmm. So the because we have a yacht master up, um, is that is that entire case and like bracelet custom? No, that's Rolex made that. Mm-hmm. They so so they did so they did make the yacht master in yellow gold. Yeah, in yellow gold is that, that I, I assume that's the thirty seven. No, it's a forty. That's the forty. Yeah, they they used to make them like that. Interesting. They even made one that had black indices. It just had a mother pearl dial. Yes. Crazy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, that's sick. I love that. Yeah, this one is fire. Um, today they're known for the Mayfair, which I think is a cool watch. Uh, they offer these now in like these these thick rubber or plastic um, colorful cases. Yeah. Um, and you have it pulled up with colorful dials. I yeah. just want to make it a known fact. They've been doing this long before Rolex did Rashawn. Oh, listen. <laughs> listen. How many episodes are we past this, man? It doesn't matter. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Hey, listen. I am a fan of the Mayfair. I think it's really fun. Uh, I like Bamford. Um, I love what they used to do. I think it's a shame that they don't customize Rolexes anymore, but I get it. Um, they're now owned by LVMH, right? Yeah, so they can't touch it. They Only can't LVMH touch it. Brands. Um, but they still do really fun pieces. I think their marketing is fun, and it's great. They did great stuff with Tag. They did. They're they still did a, so they're still doing yeah, stuff with they're doing Hoyer, stuff right? with Tag. They they did a draw pair ago called the Ghost, which okay. is completely sold out. Mm. It was a white ceramic uh, Laureat on the thirty eight millimeter. They did it on bracelet and in the rubber strap. Yeah, so they're 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 still they're still in the customization game, um, and they do a great job. And Mad Paris is another one whom we've talked about before, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. their collaborations with Virgil uh, on his Patek. Uh, this sort of matte grayed out sub with the matte black dial, I think, is it's an explorer. No, explorer. Oh, is that explorer? It is yeah, an explorer. explorer. You're right. Explorer too. Uh, it's fire. For some reason, this watch just it makes me think like Metal Gear Solid. Well, it's the colors. Is yeah. that what it that's, is? That's solid snake uniform right there. That is. Yeah. Okay, gamer. Yeah. yeah. You know <laughs> that's super cool. Yeah, yeah. I love this. My, like my favorite thing that, that uh, Mad Paris did was that they did a collab with Colette mm. a couple years before it closed down. And there was a, a Milgauss that they sandblasted the case like this to make it like matted down. Oh, I remember And they, they did a white dial. And in the Colette blue, they had all the numbers falling off the I dial. That piece. With a message that said, it doesn't matter, I'm late anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that was like mm-hmm. my favorite thing they ever did. Colette yeah. was an awesome store, man. I remember go, uh, shopping at Colette. Uh, shout out to Sarah. Um, this piece is fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love Mad Paris. Um, and in the spirit of, of customizing Rolexes, um, We've got another piece that's kind of the talk of the town right now um, with the gentleman that is the talk of the For town. For a lot right of now. Yeah. <laughs> So Antonio Brown, uh, who is a, he was NFL, he is an NFL superstar. Uh, he was signed to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, if you watch football, you know that he's no longer signed to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's running the streets with Kanye now. He is running the streets with Kanye, uh, but he teamed up with Skeleton Concepts, and they are currently selling a piece that they did together, um, which is referencing sort of the Miami Hurricane colors. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, this he so they're selling fifty five units, and they're fifty five units of customized uh, Rolex Sub Hulk pieces. So they purchased 55 uh, Rolex Submariner Hulks, gray market. Yep. So they paid a fortune. Mm-hmm. Um, probably in the neighborhood of 30K. I'm sure they, they're selling this for $90,000. They are. They're selling this for $91,000. Yeah, so you made their money back. Yeah. Um, the, this piece is crazy, but how do, you, how do you guys feel about this? Oof. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, essentially, so they ripped the dial out. Yes. Right? They modified the insert. Mm-hmm. Um, it does come with the... You, it comes with the original bracelet, but it also comes with another strap, an orange strap. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ripped out the uh, the movement 
and modified the movement. Looks like they just changed the color. Changed the color of the rotor. Yeah. Uh, they added a um, exhibition case back. Yeah. Uh, they added their own case back. I mean, it literally is. It's a steel. The crown it's a steel is modified ring case. The crown is modified too. I just noticed too. that. The, there's a steel ring around the exhibition case that says Antonio Brown concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives you the number. It says limited edition and skeleton concept collab. Um, who's buying this? You know what? It's people funny. People who already have everything. So I was just gonna say that the 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 funny the funny thing about this piece, um, and when you ask when you ask and I and I made that oof sound, I thought about it and then I kind of did like a callback to myself. And I think the reason why these customs are being um, designed and put out there is because you know it's almost the what if effect. Mm. What if Rolex did a open work? What if Rolex did? a exhibition case what if rolex decided to put a piece on like a cool nato or a cool rubber strap outside of like the oyster flex we know but it's like this is for the guy that has everything because you know if he's wearing this watch at 91k it's like you can't really tell him nothing because nine times out of ten he's got everything that you know we all aspire to have i think there's some truth to that i have i have a theory that that resonates with um i think the situation or incident whatever you want to call it, that happened with antonio brown recently um not that it was done intentionally but that it was incredible marketing for this oh of course right his name is all over the streets right now it's all over the media newspapers tv everything and now he's selling his ninety-one thousand dollar watch i think back to sort of the crowd that antonio hangs out with athletes entertainers um who are buying custom watches mm-hmm. they're buying modified watches um bust downs and everything in between what have you um i see them buying this watch yeah uh for all the reasons that you said they have everything they can uh this guy that they know some of them whom they might know personally is associated with it it's also for being honest it's a cool looking watch yeah um you know what I'm saying? I think the the X factor for me is does does a watch, and particularly a Rolex, that is hot right now as it is leaving the factory, have a upwards trajectory post modification, right? So in terms of looking at watches as an investment, which we talk about. Um, often is spending 90 grand on this piece uh, a good investment can you sell this post your initial acquisition for a profit um what i'll say is in any investment even if you were to go into crypto if you were to go into nfts you go into uh stock market it's all based on reputation so i think um for this brand right now is the hottest thing smoking because this a, brand meaning rolex this the um or skeleton uh, this the skeleton concept i never heard of them until this watch was shown um or at least okay so i won't say skeleton concepts i'll say more like antonio brown him kind of being like the talk of the town trending everywhere right now this is the hottest thing smoking so it's like yes get it now where his legacy lies, I think, will be what it will trade for later. Um, f- I think that's a fair point, right? Because if Antonio Brown f- kind of fades away into obscurity and it's like someone no one talks about anymore. Yes. No one's going to care about the watch. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Yes. In, in any case, I feel like something like this can only sell for more than what you paid for it is if it's an entirely unique one of one. Mm-hmm. That there's 55. Yeah, there's 55 of these. And also, if it's an entirely unique one of one made for that person, mm-hmm. not because, you know, Joe Schmo, who has a lot of money, wanted a custom watch. I don't think it's going to do anything. Right. There needs to be provenance associated to it. Yeah. Now, if this was Antonio Brown's personal watch, sure. And let's say by some miracle for his football career, he gets back on the Bucks and they win the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> 
and then 10, 15 years later, because this happens to athletes, right? They fall sure. on hard times, they blow through all their cash. Mm -hmm. And he decides to get rid of this. Or he wants to do a charity auction and to maximize the dollar amount, he's like, I'm going to auction off my one-of-one -one watch. Mm -hmm. Sure. That's the only way where I see something like this fetching for well over its MSRP. Yeah. In any case, I don't care who makes it. Artisans of Geneva is a brand, another brand that does stuff like this that I feel like have a lot of reputation. Like I've had collectors ask me to help them find watches so that they can essentially have Artisans of Geneva ruin mm. it. And the cool thing about Artisans of Geneva is that they give you all the original parts back. Cool. So the only way a watch like Swiss Beats to collab with them, mm. Spike Lee did a collab with them. He did recently. Yeah. I saw that. So exactly. it's like, really cool. I feel like their personal watches sure. would sell for more. But if they made, you know, 25 of Spike Lee's or, or Swiss's watches and 25 people got their hands on them and then tried to sell it later, I don't think they're getting their money back. So if you go to the website, um, this has not sold out. If you got 91 grand, you can still buy it. Yes. Which I think says a lot. That speaks, yeah, <laughs> that speaks to the point right there. It does. Yeah. So I think you're right. And then it makes me think it's like, it is kind of a weird move. Again, the watch looks cool. Yeah. But, like, who's an Antonio Brown fan so much so that they're going to spend $90,000 on a watch he designed? He's right. also very controversial and problematic. Some say. Some say. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean that. That's my very political answer. Yeah, I'm yeah. not touching it. Yes, yes. I, well, see, I'm not look, touching but it. But there you go. That goes to, that well, goes I mean, that to could, people going ahead wanting to buy the watch. Go, well, I'm look, not touching I mean, that. That goes, that goes into provenance, right? Yeah. It's like, why do I want to watch associated with Antonio Brown? Yes. Well, imagine I mean, all the Bucks fans that, yeah. let's say, have yeah. 91K and they're like, yo, we just won the Super Bowl because Antonio Brown did this crazy yeah. play. Like... So I want this watch. I'm a it's fan. It's completely up to him. Yeah, it, it works either I way. Think the cool thing right now in terms of his connection with the watch is that he is sort of the bad boy of the NFL. Yes. Right now. But that doesn't last long if you're not playing in the NFL. And right now he's a free agent and yes. he's not signed to a team. Yes. So if he can get back on a team, maybe it ends up being something. But I think that probably has a lot to do with why it's not selling now. Yes. Is the fact that he's not playing. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what the future has in store for this piece and Antonio Brown. And hopefully this is something we can revisit and, and have more to talk about. Um, so that brings us to our final topic. Uh, one you were really excited about. I'm really excited about too. Uh, and that is the return of HYT watches. Uh, they recently had a, an Instagram post, um, Announcing that they're back uh, for 2022. And, That's awesome. Yeah, and they're and they're going to release a new piece now. I, I I've been looking at their page. They haven't released anything new yet. Yeah, not yet. They just made. They an have a date though for when they're going to, I guess, unveil some stuff. Is it this month? Yeah. It's like it's what, later in the month. It's like the 30th or something mm -hmm. like this. Um, but for those that don't know, HYT is a it's a Swiss watch company. Um, known for making complicated pieces that tell time using fluid. Mm -hmm. uh, last year, they went bankrupt. Um, I guess it's safe to say that their pieces weren't really More, selling. Yeah. Uh, not that they weren't popular. Um, I've always seen their pieces met with a lot of fanfare. Um, they're very expensive. I think mm -hmm. they usually retail somewhere around fifty thousand. Yeah, I think th I think their barrier of entry is like fifty k. Yeah. Right. So that's like around where they start, and they can go up higher. Um, but they're coming back, uh, and it seems that they come back in a big way. They shot this whole campaign and released it online, and the comment section went crazy. People seemed pretty excited. Um, they were made famous uh, by revealing the H one originally at at Basel World um, a few years back. Uh, so the way that these watches work, apparently, um, and I know you might know a lot more about this, but they have something what's called the fluidic module. Mm -hmm. And this thing is made up of something else that's called bellows, yep. which release and receive liquids. Uh, those liquids, they add color to it, so mm -hmm. they can make it any yeah, color. Yeah, it's, a, it's proprietary. It's actually from what I know about the brand, there's actually two liquids in the capillary. 
Right. There's a, a clear one mm -hmm. and then there's one that's colored. Mm -hmm. And the reason why you need the clear one is because as the colored liquid goes back and forth, mm -hmm. there's a retrograde time. It doesn't leave a, the clear liquid like doesn't residue. leave a residue, right? Yeah. It's just a, you, it looks like, like a line just going back and forth yep. instead of an actual liquid that's moving. So you really only see one liquid. Right. Um, and that's the colored liquid. And these liquids are encapsulated in, in the glass capillary. Um, and they they move up and down through a heating and cooling process. Yeah, one of the uh, the bellows uh, has actually a thermo compensator in it. So yeah. it can control the temperature inside the watch. So like, I remember they had a problem in the very beginning of launching these watches where people were getting on planes and the liquid was just moving Ooh. back and forth crazy <laughs> because obviously pressure and, yeah. and air temperature is different when you you're in the sky. You don't want that exploding. <laughs> right. The yeah. problem with those exploding is just your time would go crazy. Like sure. Your watch, the liquid in the watch would just move all over the place. Wow. So they fixed it by adding that. And the way that the bellows work is almost like pistons to a car engine. Yeah. They go They kind of look that yeah, way Yeah, they too. go, they will move up and down. You'll mm -hmm. see them move up and down as, you know, time goes on. Yeah, they're, and they're, they're super cool. Um, I guess, uh, I wonder if that had anything to do with them going bankrupt. I mean, if, if I'm hearing stories about these watchers going crazy on planes. Well, I mean, that was a problem they fixed a long time ago. Yeah. I, I think the reason why the bankruptcy might have happened is just, like you said, no one was really buying them. People just maybe weren't educated on mm. them. But I know in South America, these pop off. Really? Yeah, when I went to Mexico for my sister's wedding at the resort we stayed at, yeah, I saw four people wearing them. Really? Mm, not from the same group. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I heard a story of someone getting one, because they also do like bespoke stuff if you mm -hmm. really want them to, of someone getting one made, uh, I believe in South America, it might have been Brazil, where they did one with a jaguar on the dial, and the eye of the jaguar was a green emerald. The, uh, oh, wow. Yeah. The uh, the designs get pretty ornate. They're all super futuristic looking. Mm -hmm. um, it is a new technology. It's an interesting way of telling time. I think these things are super cool. Uh, not necessarily for me. Maybe that's also part of the reason a lot of people might feel that way. Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit of a traditionalist. Um, I don't know if I want to tell time using liquid. It just feels... Well, it's too scientific for me. Well, that, that was a mad scientist. That was a, that was the original way to tell time. Liquid? Yeah. Tell Cle me about that. Clepsidras. I don't know anything about this. Google a clepsidra and just see what it looks like. You got to tell me how to spell it first. <laughs> so the way it worked was with water and this like device that essentially would capture water from tides and it would raise or lower it. So you could tell the time basically. A clepsidra. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Clepsidra. Yep. Almost looks like an hourglass, right? Interesting. The more you know. Yeah, so they basically took one of the earliest ways of telling time and just made it futuristic. So that's what this thing is. Yeah. And how do you tell time with this? It, see how the water is coming from the, the top to the bottom? Yeah. As it gets full, that like pyramid shape mm -hmm. uh, thing around the middle lowers. So, so you have to start this at like a very specific time during the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of need to reference how. Okay, this is interesting. We got to We got to shoot an episode on this. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah, we'll do some homework and come back to sure. it. Sure. But as you see, like it says, literally says ancient Egyptian art of time telling. Respect to the Egyptians. Yeah. Responsible for everything we use today. Um, so why are you excited about this coming back? Because I feel like if they went bankrupt and they're coming back, it's because they figured something out. Mm. And if you've ever seen one of these watches in person or tried one on, they're very bulbous. That's like the best way to explain it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're really thick. Yeah, they're not really like the biggest thing in the world. There's definitely some IWCs and Panerais that will challenge these in size, but they're in very terms of thick. Like width, yeah, in terms of width, but the crazy. thickness is a little nuts. And it's like all glass. Yeah, so what I hope that they did is that they shrunk this down a little bit, mm. streamlined the design. And maybe people will start going for it again. Is that necessary though, with brands like MBNF that are popping right now that are doing like I, these I think so. Kind of bulbous. I think so. Like, just because MBNF is doing like 
what a lot of people would consider something special mm-hmm. where this was like too experimental for most people like mbnf still work like a normal watch they just don't look like it sure mm-hmm. and that's kind of what they pride themselves on they never really had a like a you know skewed reputation whereas hyt people have always been like what is it yeah. <laughs> like why am i spending 50 grand on this yeah and then going bankrupt is just like well that kind of adds like a, you know like a notch sure yeah um i mean to to ben's point i think the excitement there um you know for them going bankrupt and then coming coming right back out because i mean they've only been bankrupt and we thought that the brand was going to be no more maybe it's probably been about six to eight months. Yeah, it happened it over the been, summer. It hasn't um, been that long. It happened over the summer. It happened It, it happened over a short period of time, and they kind of just, like, went back to the drum board. And I think, to Ben's point, um, you know, especially Ben was someone that actually introduced me to HYT um, a couple, uh, about a year, a year or so, and we were talking about um, just, like, niche watches and for me, you know, being a collector, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, it's dope. Um, you know, it's something different, something that I don't have in my collection. So, like, if I had 50 grand, like, sure, I'm going to throw that in there because, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you know, that puts you in a different club when you're rocking something like that. Sure. I mean, I think if you love watches, if you love timepieces in general, like, anytime you run across new technology, you get excited. Yeah, yeah that was, that was absolutely. the other thing. It's like, like, timekeeping and and watchmaking has been around for so long yeah and it's always been done the same exact way sure right yeah gears and the small moving parts and synthetic jewels and it all looks the same yeah even though it might not all work the same obviously if you turn a watch over that has an exhibition case back it basically looks like every other watch yeah (laughs) whereas this you turn it over and look at the movement and most of them you can see them straight from the dial Mm -hmm. if you're someone who appreciates the craftsmanship and engineering that goes into making a watch or you're like a watch nerd and just like love movements yeah this is something you should be excited about yeah because it's brand new right i mean this is like from start to finish i mean they sought out to create something new and to innovate and they achieved it yeah and and they purposely went to tell tom yeah Yeah. and they did it with all like taking inspiration from the past sure Like this has been here for as long as watchmaking has been. I think here, that's and no the most one interesting thing now that you mentioned it because that's something that I wasn't actually aware of. Yeah, are they? They're still independent, right? They have a parent company, but it's a little weird because the parent company is more into the the medical field. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm probably going to butcher the name or say it completely wrong. But if I'm not mistaken, the parent, I don't know if they're still owned by that same parent company. Obviously, after the bankruptcy, maybe they were taken over by somebody else. Mm-hmm. But their parent company, if I'm not mistaken, was called Primfex or Premfex. Okay. And that clear liquid yeah. is actually special. It was proprietary to them. And I know that that clear liquid was actually going under FDA approvals and trials sure. to be used with like machines and devices where doctors could give you a test using that clear liquid and they could see it on the machine run through the veins to see like blood clots arteries and stuff like that that's, that's wild yeah that's they were super innovative. I, from, I was told that that liquid would eventually be used in like early cancer screenings i was reading on their site um that just to fill the the bellows with liquid is a 12-month educational process yeah, I believe that. Yeah. yeah, like it takes you a full year to learn how to actually just fill the watch. Yeah, I mean, imagine having to service one of those things. Like, what do you do? It's Where crazy. do you start? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, you know, <laughs> funny enough, this is the second time I've been sold a watch. <laughs> Yo, I would buy this watch. Zach, Zach Levine had one made for him in Bulls colorways. That's cool. I mean, I think they're cool. And if I'm not mistaken, you can look up a certain hip hop artist who has one covered in diamonds. He has an H. Who has H. His name is Drake. Drake has one of these. Yes, in diamonds. Would like made from them, it? made from them. No, nah, no hot sauce. <laughs> if the liquid's red, it might be some hot sauce. <laughs> no hot sauce. First hot sauce, HYT. Oh man, respect to Dre. Um, but <laughs> you know the coolest part is you know speak like when you guys or like you know when we all speak of like our passion for watches. Um, this is the coolest part because I didn't know much about HYT. Um. 
until Ben kind of like brought it to my attention a year ago and um, really, really changed my perspective and how we do keep time. Um, and for the guy that does have everything or even the guy that just wants something totally different, hearing that kind of story innovation and how um, relative it is to just the contribution of life itself is is a story in its own so you know i think they're, sold. yeah i think they're cool um i think in in their current state probably not for me um i'm definitely interested in seeing where the technology goes um i think especially with companies that like offer new technology uh they they already have like a vision of how to bring it to the forefront right and it's like when you talk about something like what they're doing the aesthetic that they currently offer makes total sense to me, but I'm interested in seeing like someone who adopts this technology that has maybe a more refined and sophisticated aesthetic. Yeah. Maybe something that's not super industrial and what they do with it. Um, but I get it. And and for people who are like seriously into the art of time, I don't knock it. You know, I think if you can afford to get one of these, snatch it. It looks like a ton of fun. Um, it's a new way of telling time. It's a conversation piece. I mean, you're going to talk to the person in the room that has this on their wrist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Or maybe maybe they were even too early. Like, who knows, right? It, like, feel, it feels like it a little bit, but, you know, they're coming back. Like, there's this, there's this thing that, as humans, that we all do. It's like, you tend to hate on what you don't understand. Sure. I'm not hating. No, but I'm saying, like, like, in, like <laughs> in general, like, people who are like, like no, what I is this? It's no, like, sure. you're only saying that because you don't know um, what you're looking at. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it's it would take some getting used to. It looks, uh, you know, there's something about it that's obviously cool. Kind of reminds me of the electrician's watch you have. Yes, um, it's super dystopian. It just it just makes me think like like the world's coming to an end. So I if want this, something that feels a little more if luxury. Said, if <laughs> if you take HYT off yeah. and replace it with MBF, it pop off. Sure, I can see it because pe again, I, people I love and respect that brand. Wouldn't guess. Uh, but yeah, you know, that's maybe fine. they should sell. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe they, well, now they've resurfaced, but I'm saying like, maybe they should have sold to a group. Maybe, you know, maybe they should have went with a powerhouse. I think if they, if they, if they get it right, they'll be okay. It doesn't it's even matter. They'll sell the technology. Yeah. yeah. And, and they'll make their money that way. Um, could be interesting to see who's interested. Yeah, but the craftsmanship is crazy too. Like aside from the movement, like yes, yeah, that's this, this whole case is basically made of sapphire. Yeah, like yeah. it's a piece of sapphire. Yeah, and if you pull up the Sue Now edition again, the one with the skull, mm, I've seen, the, yeah, the yeah. pins that make up the skull are gold. Yeah. So the first one I had actually seen when I'd heard about them was the skull. It wasn't yeah. this one? It was one that the was filled one. with the red liquid. Mm. And so yeah, those was, are those are gold pins. Kind of scary. Those are gold pins that make up that shape. It's yeah. Crazy. And then the the eyeballs of power reserve indicator actually it moves. Wow! And so the eyes open when power reserve is good. As it starts to shut, it means you're losing power reserve. And then the left eye is a second. So how eye. does it gain power? Does it you wind it? You have to wind it. Got gotcha. you. Manual. It's essentially a manual movement. Interesting. And then the left eyeball to our left, where it just has like soon now. That's a that's a second hand. How often it do rotates. they have to be serviced? Because I imagine so you're at the mercy of these bellows. Yeah. And the thermal. Uh, what is it? The thermal. The, it's a compensator. Compensator, right? So, like, how long does that last? How long does that? Is I that able no to do idea, what it does? To be honest, it's a modern watch. So, like, to be fair, you probably shouldn't have to service any modern watch unless you ruin it yourself. Yeah. Probably, but new technology. I mean, who knows? I don't know. Um, maybe it's future proof. Who knows? Maybe. Well, Drake has one. We know that. So, if it's good enough, and for Drake, it's good enough. Or anyone else. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see what kind of liquid is in his. <laughs> it's probably hot sauce. Uh, and on that note, uh, we're going to wrap. This was fun. Um, we talked about a lot. And uh, HYT, um, are they the future? Who knows? Homage watches. We know WMT is not the future. Facts. <laughs> or Marinez. Marinez. Sometimes the marinade is going to be around for a while. Nah. <laughs> something about nah. that website. I don't know. I think they're onto something. It's just the ocean. <laughs> yeah, right? 
Um, so that's a wrap. Thank you guys for joining us again. Um, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Instagram, at RiskCheckPod. Uh, follow us, like, subscribe, share, message us. We want to talk to you. We want to know what you like, what you dislike, what you want to see more of. Yes. Uh, we are here and we are available. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Thanks again. And that's a wrap. See you next week. Peace. Peace.